Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Congratulations, you made it through the worst day of the year, which also happens to be the first day of the year, or at least the first couple hours of the year. I'm talking about New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve blows. (laughs) I hate hate New Year's Eve, and everyone listening that loves New Year's Eve, I... I just really don't get why people like it. I think there's way too many expectations surrounding the night, like where you're going to go, who you're going to be with, if you're going to be with friends or family, what you're going to wear, how much it's going to cost. Like no holiday should have that much pressure on it. I just That's don't know. I, who, I don't think I've actually known someone who really enjoys New Year's Eve. Jared enjoys New Year's. Why? He says it's a nostalgic time of year to like reflect. <laughs> no, he does not. He He's does. Also someone- He's also someone that probably loves Love Actually and movies. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some hate for the Love Actually comments. Yeah, I knew we would. Yeah, I know. But, Wait, guys. So b- before we get into New yeah. Year, so I'm obviously phoning in from oh, yeah. Miami. Yes, and I'm staying with my friend in Miami. And, and, and have, um, just notice to all of you guys, it is before New Year's. Actually, while we record this, it wouldn't make any sense if we didn't talk about last night. And um, yeah. So just know it is actually Friday or is Thursday the something right now, you know, the 28th, the 28th. <laughs> so um, we have actually yet to suffer through New Year's, but we're going to talk about this later. Naz, begin. Okay, so whatever. I'm staying with my friend in Miami and we're obviously talking about like texting guys and she tells me that she'll like send a text to a guy to like end something or just like a scary text to a guy and then she'll delete it and it's like as if it never happened yeah, yeah. wait that's what, that's what that's what lizzie, lizzie does. does and i literally go but you know that you still sent it right like it actually happened and she's like no 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 once you delete it, it's like it never happened. And I'm like, I don't get it. No, I don't <laughs> get it. Actually, how are you wrong. supposed to remember what you said to the guy when he does respond to you? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like you are th- that person needs therapy because yeah. you can't deal with your actions. Yes, that's yes. totally it. <laughs> okay, so Lizzie does this too. And Lizzie has done this with her celebrity crush. Like Lizzie ha- is one of those fortunate girls. You guys know Lizzie. She's been on the big podcast. She has texted her celebrity crush and then deleted what she sends. And then we're like, what'd you send? And she goes, I don't know. I deleted it. I can't and believe it. And I'm like, I, well, then I can't help you. I screenshot every response from my quote celebrity crush when I was seeing him. I literally could make a text from my from Naz's phone book and sell it at Urban Outfitters. Yes. From the amount from the amount of screenshots, I think I've archived literally every conversation I've had with the guy. That, that is I like. not a bad idea. Like when we're married, <laughs> to like compile a book of like all the texts that we sent to guys that like in the end didn't mean anything. Fuck. Wait, you guys, that's an amazing idea. Wait, we, we should, should take that this. out and we should yeah. we should pass that. <laughs> <We> should. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but anyways, I just had to share that with you guys because I was like dying laughing because I was like, this is the biggest I don't get ever because you still sent the text message. Yeah, like I can't get in her head. I can't be like, from your point of view, I see. No, don't see. Don't get. <laughs> don't get. Well, speaking of that, I actually, because I know we have a little time to fill in today's episode, I think I should read you guys this amazing email that I got from one of our listeners. It's from Victoria. She says, this is the the title of the email. Your podcasts are like soul food slash messy relationship question. She says, hi, Ashley. I don't even know where to start. I usually fangirl from afar, but there's been a lot going on in my life and your podcasts have been such a saving grace for me. It felt weird not to reach out to you and say thank you. Thank you for talking about things that are real, honest, uncomfortable, raw, genuine, inspiring, humorous, fun-loving, and heartwarming. I don't have sisters, but you, Lauren, and Naz kind of feel like sisters. I never kind of feel like the sisters I've never had. I hope that's not weird. It's not. One of the biggest highlights of my week is always listening into your podcast. Also, your podcast with Ben is just as amazing. (laughs) The topics you discuss (laughs) in both always seem to strike a chord with me. I listen to both of them on a regular basis, if not daily. Haha. <laughs> I'm an out-of-state student. I'm from Minnesota, but I'm going to this uh, to San Diego State University. And there's something about listening to your podcast that give me a sense of home and a lot of comfort. I've been struggling a lot in my personal life. I've been with someone for a year now, but we're close friends before dating. We were close friends before dating for a couple years, and now I'm just finding out. He may be completely in love with his ex still and hasn't been honest with me about it for a very long time. The best part best part is I found out and he doesn't know that I know yet. We've had a little bit of an uphill battle to get where we are, and I'd like to think we always come out better and stronger when we overcome the bumps in the road, but I'm not sure this one's worth fighting for. I found a love letter he wrote to his ex asking for her to take him back. Oh, Oh my my God. If anything, right now, I'm still in a state of shock. I'm also sure that I'll be feeling all hurt soon enough. I'm also in the middle of finals for the semester, and I suppose he's going to come home with me for Christmas. So it's a pretty awful thing as far as timing goes. I was wondering what you, Naz, Lauren, and Ben think about this. Um, think about the best way to approach this situation. He's been my best guy friend and the first guy I've genuinely been been in love with. And we do have great communication and conversations, but I'm so taken aback by this and it's hard not to react in anger. And it's also hard not to find excuses or rationalize this because I'm nervous and anxious that he could keep that. If I'm (laughs) sorry, very long email. Um, because I'm nervous and anxious, and that could keep me from confronting this. The history he and I share is absolutely a roller coaster, tons of crazy stories. I have always found peace, comfort, and security with him in our relationship. Now I'm questioning everything I've put my trust in, and I feel very lost. If you have any thoughts and opinions on the matter, it would be a breath of fresh air to me. I'm sure you get so many emails, but I really appreciate you taking the time to read mine. Well, Victoria, wow. I kind of wrote her back already. Okay, well, don't tell us what you So, said. I don't want to say. I, I want you guys to take this because it's a fresh story to you. Lauren, you go first. Okay, well, how do we know when he wrote that letter? I, mean, I guess if it's on a computer and it's not like the olden times, he, she knows. 
I feel like like it's handwritten for some reason. For some reason, I think it's handwritten too. But (laughs) I feel like that is really important to know, though, Lauren. You're right. Yeah. When did he write this? Oh my God. She could be jumping to conclusions here. That's like, what if some guy currently was to find my bachelor diary and like find the journal, that letter that I wrote to Jared two and a half years ago? So it wasn't dated. Let's just say it was recent while they're together. Uh, Goodbye. No, like, I, I think she has to t- tell him she found it, ask when he wrote it. I mean, hopefully he won't lie and then say goodbye because that's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's just so heartbreaking because it's like during the holidays. And I'm assuming, I mean, who knows if he went home with her for Christmas and then, but, you know, think about it, like from the girl's perspective, it's like, this is obviously the love. It sounds like the love of her life or her best friend. She doesn't want to ruin her holiday. So I would, I, what I would do is I would get through the holiday, but honestly, you guys know the anxiety would eat me up and I think it's best to be open, honest, and vulnerable. You would be, you you would never be able to handle this. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't know. I don't even know if I could make it through the holiday. No, you wouldn't. But that would be so awkward. But that's so awkward because he's like staying with your parents over the holiday, you know? So I would probably want to just like wait till the end, but ultimately you don't want to be with someone that's in love with someone else, that's the worst feeling. You know, that's worse than yeah. staying in a relationship just I to would stay rather, in a relationship. Yeah, I'd rather not feel like second place, like him looking at me and thinking I, or wishing I was the other girl. That's the worst feeling. Right. It's just such a, we're just, this world is just so fucked. Because so many people are in love with so many people that are in love with someone else. And well, then that, that's and the Tad Hamilton thing that you will be watching know, as soon as you get home. So many that and ghost. Realize Naz had never seen ghost. <laughs> I really need to watch both. Everyone keeps texting me and tweeting. About it, but, Come uh, back on New Year's and that's what we'll do. I know. I don't. Oh, I feel bad for Victoria, but I you know. sound amazing, Victoria. And yeah, think- very well thought out. What I said to Victoria, I basically didn't really give her any advice. I just needed more answers before I could. Or, and not that I ever think that I'm worthy of giving advice, but I said that. Um, yeah, where did let's you just find the letter? We're we're the blind leading the blind. <laughs> yes. I said, where did you find the letter? Were you snooping? Because if she was like going through drawers, like then he's going to be mad at her about that. Not that it really matters at the end of the day, but um, I said, um, how often does he talk about his ex in casual conversation with her? And how did the Christmas trip go? Because she did send oh. us a couple weeks ago. And what were her answers to those? She's not yet responded. When oh, okay. That? Yesterday. Okay. Well, She's Victoria, writing stop. a long letter back. Stop <laughs> ghosting us, Victoria. Get back to I us. I know. It's so <laughs> rude. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, um, but while you were reading the beginning of Victoria's e- um, email, you guys, I was just thinking how this, I think this is technically the one year anniversary of the podcast and like, how, I think it's, how, it would be technically next week. Right. Which is when this is airing, Ashley. No, no, no. I think it's like technically like the seventh or the 13th oh, or something. Oh, got it. Got but it. Got whatever. It. You can go with it. Whatever. Well, Ashley corrects us on everything. Sorry. <laughs> It's technically been a year, and I just think it's fucking crazy that everyone cares about what we have to say. And that we've come up with 52 podcast topics. (laughs) 
this is just hilarious. Like I came home for the holidays. Everyone's like, I love the podcast. How's the podcast going? Or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I really, truly can't believe everyone cares what we have to say. It's like so heartwarming. It's like really, it's so nice. We love you guys. We seriously love you. And I can't believe like, I love, it's our goal to get emails that say like, you make me feel comfy and homey. Like I have sisters to listen to. Like that's the best compliment we can ever get. And I just... It makes us feel like what we do each week is definitely worth continuing. Right. And all your, like, comments and suggestions. Like, I think I sent you guys some, um, one of you guys sent us a letter about our ghosting podcast and said that a a new cool angle to that would be to find people that feel like someone, you know, like, to interview the one that got away. Yes, I love that. And maybe we can reconnect people that maybe feel like, you know, how, what am I trying to say, Lauren? You're trying to find um, <laughs> people that got away and be like, why did we end? Why didn't we continue, right? Right, right. And maybe give people like a second chance. Do you know what I think would actually be a really good one too? What about what? like you had a crush on someone and they had no idea that you had such a crush on them? And That's then you good. called and, and you then- were like, did you know like back in 2010, I thought about you all day long and you had no idea. And then they would get married. <laughs> Wait, oh my that's God, not Ashley. the one that I'm thinking of. We would not be getting married. Oh, okay. Ashley, that's such a good idea. Like, past crush. Yeah, I think we'll, all three of us would be willing to do that with people. Definitely, but they all know I like them, for sure. I let, yeah. it, I let it be known. No, I mean, I think they have to know that you would liked them. Like, you made out a few times, but, like, not that, like, that was, like, the center of your thoughts. Oh, that's actually fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would totally be willing to call someone that I had a crush on. And I think, honestly, Ashley, this is a genius idea. Because just imagining people calling someone that they had a crush on is so, like, cringeworthy, but amazing, I feel like. Do you want to do that next week? Yeah, I think I'll have to come up with someone. Yeah, we all come up with someone. I already have, I have one. I have one that'll be a good topic. And then I have one that'll be shitty, a shitty guest. (laughs) This is scary. Oh, I can also, oh, I have so many. Okay, this will be fun. I could call multiples. I don't care. Okay, let's okay. do it. And then maybe we'll have um, our listeners, if you guys are willing to call your crush on the line or somebody you had a crush on a while ago, um, email us at info at Heartbroken Anonymous and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, so what was your favorite podcast episode of the year? If this is our, you know, our New Year's episode and we're, we're thinking back on the year that was the I Don't Get a Podcast, what was your guys' favorite? Um, My my favorite would have to be I think our first Ghostbusters obviously yeah. with like Britain was like iconic <laughs> it was I was like shaking on the floor like waiting for his response and that was me not even Britain yeah I, but the second my second favorite I think was when we had Dr. Mike my therapist on the podcast and we did why people cheat just because so many people messaged me after that one yeah it, was, it me, was very insightful Right. I feel like it was, like, really insane. What was your guys' favorite? My favorite was Jade being pregnant and then the follow-up of Jade having given birth. And then when we had Tanner on as well and they were talking about that whole birthing experience and how freaking funny he yeah, was Tanner and how hilarious. real and how she cried. And then we heard Emmy oh. Koo in the background. Oh, you're right. That was such a good one. God, we done such good shit this year. <laughs> yeah, we were we're amazing. We should Wait. probably keep going. <laughs> Lauren, what was your favorite? Um, I mean, my favorite probably was the ghost busting one, the first one, because 
I didn't think it was going to go so well. Like I didn't, I didn't think it would all come together. And then I was like really, really invested. And I'm sure all our listeners were too. Yeah. I mean, the Mr. Big one, obviously like so many people love, but I think that one got me thinking that like, we should totally make a movie called like Mr. Big. And it should be like those movies with like a shit ton of celebrities. Yeah, like like, New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day. Yeah, but it should just be called Mr. Big. And it's like everyone's different outcomes with their big. Because there's so many. I know. You know, I have Nicholas Sparks um, production company. I have their info. I think we need to pitch this idea. I don't think that's a Nicholas Sparks movie, but. (laughs) I think yes. It's a really good idea. Yeah, I think I the Mr. That. Big story, our personal stories, the one that started off like that entire series was really good. Um, where we just really, we divulge into our own feelings and how screwed up we are. Or we're not screwed up, but like how deeply those feelings for those bigs run. And then yeah. at the end of the movie, Mr. Big and Carrie will show up. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, and this is our story. Recently, I was very fascinated by the porn episode. Oh yes, oh for our God. occupational series, that was. I listened to that back. Like I recorded it, I edited it, and I listened to it back. Like that was so interesting. And then my mother decided to listen to it, which was a bad idea. But I she, can't like, believe your mom listened to it. She listened to it, but she didn't have that. I mean, she was really grossed out. But no, she, Ash, you weren't there. I was sitting next to Lauren when she was on the phone with her. She was like yeah. not happy. She was oh, not really. happy. Yeah, it was, yeah. You know, you know. But you know what? That's an occupation. <laughs> That's an occupation my mom just wouldn't have, I guess. Stop. Um, I was at the grocery store recently and with my mom, and I saw like all these eggplants, and I was like honestly Mm. contemplating having her buy one. So you could take an Instagram with it. That's why. No, I would never put it on Instagram. I just like want to. I just want to know if she, if it really is mental, you know, if it really is. I don't even know. Wait, what are you referring to? Putting it down your throat. Oh my god! But she that's said a banana. Not the equivalent. Yeah, a banana. It's probably, Wait, easy, it's probably easier to put a fruit down there because it's like, it's in your control how far it goes. Like he's not going to push it down any further, and it's not going to smell like a penis. Yeah, that's very true. Hmm. How often do <laughs> your men shower, Lauren? <laughs> I don't know because literally yet again it's mental and then I start Ashley. smelling and I'm like oh no it's Ashley melting. that was so savage I just, so she like savage. always talks about that smell and um I haven't encountered like a really potent it's really just my 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 ex that yeah. smelled bad yeah because he was like, <laughs> oh god never mind <laughs> It was I mean, what a what a disgusting man overall, just, just a grossy, so attractive. Not <laughs> not even really. He was one of those people who was so ugly inside that it radiated on his outside and ruined his face. I never saw that. Yeah, that's too bad because I could see it very quickly. Anyway, speaking of the new year, I'm really glad that I have Beachbody on demand. Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective, world-class workouts, personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. 
with step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans, an innovative portion control focused cooking show, Fixate, and a motivation and support of a growing community. Beachbody On Demand is the total package. Beachbody On Demand has Pio, Insanity, P90X, 21 Day Fix, all of these programs in Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand also allows flexibility to design your own workout schedule from over 600 different workouts. Our listeners can claim a free trial membership. I don't get it listeners, just text get it, G-E-T-I-T, with no spaces, all one word, to 313131 and get a full access to this entire platform for free. That is an amazing deal. So get your workout on and get your resolutions in control and keep your resolutions for this year while working out in your own house. All right, back to what we're talking about. Anyway, anyway. okay, well, um, in the year in review, Naz, um, what do you think you got most out of this year, which started for us so tremendously awful as you cried on my couch on New Year's <laughs> Eve last year? Yeah, uh, it's so crazy. Like the, I think this year for me personally has been, I've had the highest highs and the lowest lows. Um, but yeah, obviously starting the year off heartbroken, which is a big reason why I hated New Year's Eve last year. And the um, reason because you started I, heartbroken anonymous. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I, I ended up leaving the bachelor this year, which was like a huge life move and then tried the hosting thing, which was great. And it's still going and then started heartbroken anonymous because of this person that like broke my heart and another stranger that I met. So I don't know, this year has been like really really freaking great i think i think like obviously the lows were worth it and i don't know it's so crazy when you look back on a year because i feel like this year flew by but i also feel like 2017 is the stepsister of 2016 like i feel like this year <laughs> like we all you thought like this year or 27 oh, 2017 like 2016 is notoriously like the worst year ever everyone's like let's get the fuck out of this year yeah. and then 2017 I everyone's like it's feel gonna that be way better. i had a great 2016 my whole upper I mean, 20s I, isn't pretty good. <laughs> good for you. My own horn. Just, <laughs> yeah. I think for everyone, it's different personally, but I think like for the world, like, I don't know, 2016 was shitty. And then 2017, I don't know. I just don't feel like it was like that much better. Do you guys? Oh, I don't like to I think mean, about like, personal, the world. I'm just thinking about myself. Yeah. The world, <laughs> because the, that's, the world is pr- pretty bad. Yes. But you there's know There's a lot of bad things. Terrorists don't year. think in years. So it's probably just going to continue. It's like, you know what? In 2018, I'm going to stop terrorizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I man. not that I'm not thinking of the world. I'm obviously thinking of like the horrific things that have happened over the past couple of years. But also, I think your year is really based on your own um, growth and experiences. Right. <laughs> Okay, so for me, I think this year was that year where I like actually didn't stress about my love life as much as I used to. And I really just focused on me and my career. And I was just like, <laughs> I feel like I could like write an inspirational novel or not novel autobiography about how like I started really just putting myself first and not stressing about things that are out of my control and just doing things I love and having such a great group of friends. And I got to that point where I was just like, oh, it's okay. It'll happen when it happens. And I'm I'm really happy as is. Like a boyfriend right now would be a perk, not something that would make me happy. Like I'm already happy by by myself. That is inspirational right. I, as fuck. Actually. I know. <laughs> Thanks. And and I feel like it's very true. Like you did reach that point, Ashley. Like that's awesome. That's really good, Ashley. Thank you. 
How do you guys feel about New Year's resolutions? Lauren, you didn't talk about what you got out of the year. I, oh, yeah. Lauren. What I got out of the year. <laughs> what I got out of the year is like, this is my first year as like a, an adult, I think. Yeah, Lauren got cut off. I got cut off. <laughs> I had to like, you know, realize what it is living on a budget and all this stuff. And it was basically like my, it was my first year as an adult. So like, obviously it was kind of sucky. I think I'm just going to continue on with what I've been doing in 2017. All well, right. Except you're gonna get a, a big person job. Too. Oh yeah, and then I'm gonna get a, an adult job where I have to wake up really early and be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so then the the life continues, and then hopefully, Lauren, uh, babies Lauren does will be have my a job. big Lauren does have a big person job. She has a podcast. Yeah, no, I know that it is surreal, but it's something I have to do not on my own time. Yeah, um, a, a thing with more structure is what I mean. I want to share with you guys like the craziest. So I was thinking about New Year's resolutions. And at first, I want to know how you guys feel about them. Okay. Oh, um, what do I think about New Year's resolutions? I think that no one keeps them and why even make them? Yeah, I'm not like the hugest fan. There's also like, what else? I don't know. I think my birthday is the New Year's resolution. See, I think birthday is New Year's too. Like, I don't think New Year's is Yeah, I think your birthday is your real New Year. Yeah. Agreed. Um, um, for me personally, I just think that like that whole workout and exercise thing, I think that happens because you spend like all of November and December eating and then you're like, okay, I'm actually tired of eating and tired of sitting around. I'm going to go actually do something. So like right now I'm very excited to go back to Pilates this week. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like, yeah, like stop eating so much and then <laughs> work out a little more. And then that's all, like, that'll make me feel satisfied. And you got to get ready for the shorts again in the summer and the spring. And just the natural progression of the year. Yeah. Well, I know a resolution that I'm going to keep. And that is to continue using BioClarity. Because it has boosted my confidence in 2017. And I need to bring that in 2018 for sure. It has helped me more than any other products that I've ever used. I've really actually just started washing my face Using BioClarity, I was always just a makeup wipe girl and then some lotion, but BioClarity has it all. BioClarity delivers glowing, clear skin by reducing redness and boosting your natural beauty. You can use it twice daily without worrying about excess irritation. So your your face won't flake or be irritated or red or anything. So start the new year with a healthy habit and get glowing clear skin. Just go to bioclarity.com and our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. It's $20 savings and it comes with you with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee and you need to enter the code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. So that's bioclarity.com and enter the code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. This is one resolution I will definitely keep this year. Give me more examples of like New Year's resolutions. Like, well, stop biting my nails, <laughs> which has been like my New Year's resolution since I was four. Stop letting people walk all over me. <laughs> That's good, Lauren. <laughs> people taking advantage of you. What should what what should you guys what should I have my New Year's resolution be according to you two? Hmm. Um, that's a good. That question. is a very fun question. It's like basically, what is wrong with me? I, I I feel like that's hard to answer because I think your goals and your resolutions should be like personal to yourself. I don't think it like should matter what like other people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I think I think for you, just keep doing what you're doing. I think you're killing it, Ash. But Naz, what's your wanted, resolution? Well, I wanted to share with you guys what I think is. So I kind of 
like you, Lauren, I was like, New Year's resolutions are so stupid. Like every year I'm like, oh, this is the year I'm going to have abs. This is the year I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> and then like, and then like, obviously like I care, you know, like the first month or whatever. And then it just like falls off. And last year my dad was like, well, why don't you like write things down? He's okay. like, if you write things down, you'll like bring it into fruition and like you'll hold yourself accountable. So I went in my notes, like on my phone and you know how they're time stamped. Yeah. So like I'll screenshot it for you guys. I'll probably upload this on Instagram, but um, on January 2nd, 2017 at 1 33 PM, I wrote down these goals. Are you guys ready for I'm this? So yes. ready. <laughs> Get producer title on a show which like I had to fight for like on the twin show and I got it. Yeah. Um, start the po- podcast, start the podcast, Did it. No way. start heartbroken anonymous. No way. Cause that was like when I met Dana become a Dodgers MC. Stop. Naz, you accomplished isn't all that, your isn't goals. Isn't that crazy? Well, that was cause I knew that the Dodgers were, and then, and then there's four more and it's like, bring this website I used to have back, learn more about tech, go to Cuba and like write this like children's book I wanted to. But what's so funny is like, I accomplished the first four. Cause like I met Dina and I was like, I really want to start a group for heartbroken people. And then I heard the Dodgers needed a host. So I was like, that's what I want. And like the first four things I like did, isn't that crazy? That is so yeah. good. So good. Lauren, go write a list now. I know I have to go write a list and now you have to compete so I, with Naz. but see the thing is Naz <laughs> will write something down and like she'll be like go buy milk and she'll do it in two seconds because she needs to do it right now you know like that's your that's personality you and that's doing. what i you need to start to doing incorporate new year's, my res- new year's resolution become Naz. no <laughs> to think more immediately i want you to be more proactive and less i should do that and then you put it off until forever what should i do lauren as my as you know as, you should go easier on Lauren. <laughs> That's what I knew you were going to say. <laughs> That's so funny. But I just think, I think my, what I learned from this list is like, I'm going to make a less aggressive list this year. Like now I'm just going to write four things down every year that I really feel like could realistically happen. And then you can only like you did, you were doing a lot this year. You really didn't have much time and you were working on those four things constantly. I really want you to have a children's book and I want to have my own children's yeah. book too. Lauren, if I had, have had this idea for a long time and I think it could probably do well, Lauren. That's so funny. So I wrote this list under chandelier tree. Have I ever taken you guys there? No, I've never gone there, but I do need to go. So it's this tree in LA. This guy has in Silver Lake in his yard, and people donate chandeliers to him, and he lights them up on this tree. And it's like one of my favorite places in LA. Like I like I used to love getting ice cream and like eating under it when I lived in Los Feliz. Anyway, so I wrote this list under there, and I was like, this would be a really cute children's book. Like instead of like the Giving Tree, like the Chandelier Tree. That is <laughs> so oh, cute. cute for all the LA well, kids. Yeah, <laughs> so all the little Silver Lake. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really funny. That's a cute book. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, The learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
we should we should write children's well, books. How hard I'll, could it be? I'll, I'll say who what ours is called. I'll just tell say what it's you called. already gave your idea. We'll yeah, give our idea. Yeah. You're giving um, all your ideas away. I know. I know. Whatever. Um we wanted to call ours Lauren in the sidecar because what for I started driving when I was twenty one. Yeah. So I was always in the passenger seat. So Ashley was always driving, which is so opposite for right now because yeah. I'm always a driver. Yeah. And right. so it was like, Lauren, we need to get a little motorcycle and put Lauren in the sidecar. And the thing is she was gonna have like the most a very exaggerated, a very well, exaggerated like face. long blonde hair, luscious, like very big big red lips and be going through like piles of mud in the sidecar and like getting swiped by other cars basically it still applies to her life but she's still like you know i still pull her around everywhere yeah. i'm still like okay you're going here you're going there and if, if it were if it were for up to her if she didn't have a sidecar she'd just be like eh, i'm gonna stay home on the couch yeah so i just put so her in the sidecar side she car. comes on the adventures <laughs> Lauren in the sidecar. <laughs> I don't know why that's so it's funny so to me. It's so funny. I don't know why either. I don't we know came what's... up with it years ago. What was your guys' favorite children's book? Oh, God. Oh, um... Well, we I like, like Junie B. Jones. I like the, the Rainbow Fish. Oh, my God. Or... I loved Rainbow Fish and Junie B. Yeah. Jones. Stregonana. Uh, oh, Stregonana just made me want pasta with no sauce, just butter. Yeah. <laughs> What was yours? Oh, my God. Obviously, I'm so fucking weird. Um, it's like the weirdest book no one knows about. Actually, there was this one book called Hieronymus White that I loved. It was like a big poem book. And then there's a book called um, Bringing. You guys are going to laugh. I like don't even want to say no, it. No, please, like, so please say it. Please say it. It's called Bringing the Rain on Kapiti Plain. And it was like this little African boy. And he would stand oh. like with one... He would stand with one leg. You know how, like, when people stand like a flamingo? Yeah. I, like, love standing like that. So he would, like, stand out in a plane like that to bring the rain to, like, this plane. That, that is like, so Aww. sad, Ness. Some African so boy sad. trying to get some water. But was, like, the, reason, the reason why it was my favorite is the illustrations were so pretty. It was, like, a really pretty, like, it was really pretty. Do kids still read books? Yeah. They still have books. I think so. But going to the library is probably not as much fun. I know. Did you guys used to go to the library when you were little? Oh, I, yeah. oh my dad, every weekend we went to the library yeah. and I would like rent, but I would always rent the same books. My dad should have made me like pick up different ones. I'd probably be smarter today. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, now that we're thoroughly off topic, let's talk about. <laughs> Wait, no, I have just... other books to mention. No, no, no. <laughs> How many uh, like horrible New Year's and best New Year's? Okay. So my best New Year's, well, quite possibly could have been the one where I didn't even stay up till midnight. It was two years ago. I was in on the Bachelor float during the Rose Bowl parade. And uh, it was me, Ben Higgins, Jaden Tanner, most notably. And we had to wake up at four in the morning. So they were like, you guys, like, you probably shouldn't stay up till midnight. Um, so I went to bed, kind of celebrated the East Coast the East Coast um, midnight and then I fell asleep and I was all alone. I just remember it was a nice little moment to myself before the new year. And then it, it started a year that I thought was pretty darn good. Um, my Aww. other great new years um, was when we stocked, we were, we were stocking Blake Lewis from American Idol. It was 2007. Uh, it was turning 2008. And I loved Blake Lewis from American Idol. 
and he was in Times Square doing like something not for not Jenny and Ryan, but the other whatever one of the side shows are on New Year's, like for Fox. It's probably for Fox since it's American Idol. No shit. All right. Anyway, so we were trying to stalk him. I don't remember this at all. You don't? No. We cut. So Lauren and I, like, they had really high security, you know, in Times Square. But Lauren and I, like, we're like, we're not freezing our asses off. So at, like, 10, 30, 11, we would leave the hotel room. We left. Um, we snuck in just by, like, flirting with cute cops. That was for Blake Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was during oh, 2008. Okay. Yes, yes, got it. Um, so you're like, what were you? 16, 18. 2008? Yeah. 17. You're 17. So then we snuck in. Blake Lewis, we're like, Blake, Blake, Blake. And then he like waved at us and then walked into this building. And then we're like, well, hmm, okay. Now we will walk around. And we saw the Jonas Brothers. And they were looking at us. This is, Kevin was single, pretty much. Um, (laughs) Joe Joe was And that was when we're like, wait, those are the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, we're like, who are those hot guys? okay. And we were like, oh, it's the Jonas Brothers. We're like, hmm, okay, we should so maybe get into that. I didn't understand that we went for Blake, but we, we ended, went for Blake. But we left with the Jonas Brothers on our minds. Yeah, we went in with one obsession and we left with another. Oh. And then we just like, we were kind of waving at them. They were looking at us from the podium. And then they got into this black car after the ball dropped. And Joe and Kevin turned around to look at us at the back of their car. Like they actually turned their heads and like, you know, that they thought we were cute or something. And I was like, like I am in love with With Joe Joe Jonas. (laughs) That was it. That's what happened. That was your meet So that was a very fun New Year's. It was really fun. We gave zero fuckaroos and we just, we got the attention of some cute up and coming pop stars. Nick was like 15. So that was a little creepy. We didn't, we didn't hit up. We didn't hit that. No, but Lizzie did. <laughs> Lizzie's like, that's not creepy enough. <laughs> so that was my best New Year's, uh, 2008, which actually, that was a freaking bomb-ass year. Wait, what was your worst New Year's? I ended up going that's to this. a pretty good New Year's. I th- no, the, the Giants won the Super Bowl following that. What was your Encycl- Encyclopedia Ashley. Uh, yeah, my worst New Year's? Oh, my worst New Year's. Last year was pretty bad, Naz. Last year was so bad. Wanna, I hated last you year. You want to explain that? I mean, it's like not even a story. Did we, even, did we tell this last, last week? week? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think we did. Yeah. I think you guys not, know already. It was not good. Um, but there's been worse before. I've like, I went to random parties with like Lizzie and just sat there as the ball dropped and other people kissed around me. Yeah, um, I think I brought the- you out to like promoters and stuff. Oh my god, I remember you taking yeah. it out with a promoter. And the club scene. I remember they were like, uh, I don't remember. Oh, I just I was. I'm I think sure I like I cried. I think I was crying. It was just so depressing. We were at that tiki <laughs> bar in New York City. Yes, they they came around with like giant pineapples full of drinks, and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> 
and you started crying. Yeah, and then they Ashley were like, would always cry. At they the were club. like, "There's, there, there was like, I cannot." Oh, I would always cry at the club. That's that'll be our children's book, crying, crying at the club. <laughs> it had nothing to do with being drunk. It was like and this then is the they most depressing place ever. Pineapples, and then they handed out pineapples, and everyone was drinking out the same straw. <laughs> Everybody was drinking out the same straw. I was like, "This is gross." Half of you have hepatitis, and then I remember they were like, "This hot guy, like this celebrity, was." this so-and-so was there like last time we were out he came out and then he didn't show up and all i did was hope he was going to show up i was 23 two, 22 yeah that was my worst new year's ever lauren what was your worst Wait, year's i ever? already thought of my worst new year's ever but now i can't remember it um wait give me a second because i need to think about this Nas, okay. Is that your worst New Year's last year? I guess last year. I wish I had a memory like you. I don't mind. None of mine were like memorable to be like the. You know what I mean? Like they all just kind of sucked. There wasn't like one that like sucked more than the other. Good God! Why can't I? Th- I thought about it. My best New Year's I remember is just being little and growing up with my family because yes. my family's so fun and um obviously being growing up like Dominican and Spanish like they have the weirdest like probably not the weirdest because I think a lot of people do this but just really weird traditions like like New Year's Eve we all go buy yellow underwear did I tell you guys about this no yeah so it's so fucking dumb and hilarious. So we all go buy yellow underwear and we all wear yellow underwear because apparently that's like lucky, like into the new year. And then I distinctly remember being little and like at, you know, when the clock strikes 12, everyone would pass around grapes and like you would have to eat grapes. Like, I don't know why. I like literally don't know why. These were all just like lucky superstitions that we like did in like my in my big family. Yeah. And but I think once I grew up, you know, and I went to college and like what was cool was like going to the clubs and like growing up in South Florida. I just I don't know. It just like obviously wasn't for me because I never had a boyfriend. So I was always like cold and like in like a really ugly, really ugly sequence dress that was like probably, you know, probably from Kohl's or something. And yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, we used to like, bang pots and pans at midnight outside with our cousins, and that was That's so fun. fun. That was probably like, the That's, best New Year's. I almost That's feel funny. Like I should force my kids into just like having New Year's with the family because at one point in their lives, in their twenties, they're going to be like, "Oh, thank God, we don't have the pressure of that." And if they have a significant other, then they can just bring them over to the house. Well, that's what's hilarious, Ashley, because, like, once I, like, went to college, my mom was like, oh, so you're not going to spend New Year's with the family because, like, we have such a big family that gets together. And I was like, no, I want to spend it with my friends. Like, I don't need to be with my family all the time. And now looking back, I'm like, damn. Yeah. You know? It's like I had a miserable night. Yeah. Um, I remember my my worst New Year's probably, but it's only because it's, like, very recent and I don't, can't think back all that far. Um, because of all the drugs, because all the drugs have... I did, <laughs> or you just don't have Ashley's brain. Yeah. Um. So I guess it was like two years ago. It, it was the one before the last New Year's. I um was seeing someone utterly obsessed, and um he was he was bartending like a private event that I couldn't go to, and I was like, okay, so like I'm in your city, and I'm just gonna go with my friends and be miserable until you get off of work at four in the morning and um i kissed 
some guy I didn't like. And I was like, I can't believe the person I'm in love with is down the street. And I had to kiss this random person. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm walking around until you get off work. So I like went into, um, it was like one thirty, and I was like, I'm just going to go wait Who'd for him at his apartment. Was his cousin. That's what I thought. Okay. This is two years ago. Then. Yeah. So I walked around until he got off work and that was really shitty. Well, at least you walked around until he got off work and then, like, you saw him. Yeah, but then he got, like, another girlfriend a month later, so it was also shitty. Wow, happily ever after. Woohoo! Well, guys, I do have to say, like, I am really excited for 2018. I do have a really good feeling about this year. I feel like this is going to be my year. And uh, I really hope it's everyone else's year, too. (laughs) So to all of you, we wish you a happy 2018. We'll all be Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I posted that to you as well. I was like, this defines me on New Year's. He is my definite, definite spirit animal on New Year's. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Lieutenant Dan, Dan on New Year's. New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I got no legs. <laughs> well, guys, that is all we got for you today. We will come back next week, and I, I hope that we're uh, calling crushes that didn't really oh. know that they affected us so deeply. Stay tuned, y'all. That's oh my be god, a good one. I'm really nervous about this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. I don't get it. podcast.